The real estate market in Dubai is ever evolving and maturing, and so is the entrepreneurial ecosystem, especially in the prop tech sector. One such entrepreneur, Simon Kennedy of Kennedy Towers, set up a short-term rental division in 2015. He tells us why Dubai has been the perfect place to grow and expand internationally. Welcome to Dubai Works, a business podcast about the innovators, the products, the services, and trending topics. Love and Dubai's take on the business stories that matter. My name is Richard Fitzgerald. I'm the founder of Augustus Media, publishers of Love and Dubai, Love and Saudi, and Smashy TV. Each week, we'll be interviewing the dynamic business leaders of Dubai. You'll notice a different tone on this podcast. It was recorded over the phone. It's a bit louder at the start, and it'll blend in after a few minutes, so bear with it. Hi, Simon. Hi, Rich. How are you doing? Very good, thanks. Thanks for joining Dubai Works Business Podcast. Pleasure to be here. Great. Uh, so tell us about Kennedy Towers. Um, okay, so uh, Kennedy Towers, we're, we're the largest short-term rental management company in Dubai by the number of units that we, that we have under management. Um, essentially, our business model is to manage property on behalf of owners uh, to increase their income and provide a bit of flexibility to sell their property as vacant or to use it themselves for part of the year. Um, we're, we're partnered with Edwards and Towers, who are uh, one of who's one of sort of Dubai's oldest and most established uh, real estate agencies. Um, and we were the first company to have our uh, our DTCM uh, license to to do the activity of short term rentals back in uh, 2015, when the activity was first licensed here in Dubai. Interesting. So, for people who aren't familiar with the you know the different entities and the different types of business models in real estate. Um, what, where has short-term rental evolved from? Is it a trend from a different market? Is it something that's new to Dubai? Is it something that you've got many competitors in? Do all real estate companies offers that offer that service? And why did you kind of set up uh, Kennedy Towers? Sure. Um, so uh, it's actually, a, um, it's more of a tourism business than a real estate business, um, but it, because it's regulated by Dubai Tourism, um, but it does sort of sit in the middle of both of the uh, both of the activities. Um, I mean, it, it's the, the the industries emerged from um, obviously the rise of the sharing economy. Uh, so, so in, in taxis, you've got Uber, um, and in, in in properties, you've got Airbnb, um, which which everyone knows and many people have, have stayed in. Um, so Airbnb was founded in 2009, and um, and it's obviously exploded ever since. Um, so we've always had one eye on it, and and actually back in 2005, 2006, before the industry was regulated here, um, my my partner Mark Towers was actually doing short term lettings uh, on the Palm um, back then, and then and then the, the activity was banned. So we've kind of been waiting to to, to get started again, essentially. Um, because we know that it's that it's a great business because there's value on the guest side, the value on the owner side, and the value um, as as the operator as well. Okay, so in the so since 2015, how has uh, you know people will recognise that sort of milestone as a time when the real estate market was you know still at pretty high in Dubai, and obviously there's been a bit of a kind of a reset or a downturn or uh, you know a kind of um, a period where uh, growth has slowed and now it's picking up again. How have you found that period uh, and how has that kind of uh, affected the demand for the service that you're offering? Sure. So, um, yeah, you, you're very right to say that, 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 that there's been a sort of slow correction happening 
um, since since around that time, sort of 2014 was the peak in pricing. Um, and then it, it, it's, it's been a very sort of local trend. Um, globally, markets have continued to rise, um, but it, but in Dubai, for a number of local factors such as um, a, a, a low oil price and and um, a bit of oversupply, the market has sort of gradually gone down. Now, um, in terms of our business, we, we've always um, we've always kind of almost benefited from uh, a correction in pricing, uh, especially on the rental side, because our, our benchmark um, in terms of how we compare our performance. Is against the equivalent long-term rent, um, so so that's been going down um, obviously more than the short term because there's lower supply of short-term properties in the market. Um, so actually, we, we've 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 noticed that um, we've been bringing on more landlords as the market's got worse. Um, so it, because people just like to have a bit of flexibility and 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 that they enjoy a bit of a higher yield on their on their property as well. Interesting. I guess it will give anyone listening uh, who's interested in the real estate market confidence that while it may not have been growing at the pace that it has done in the past, that there are entrepreneurs in that space, and that's always a positive sign for future growth. How did you get into the space? Were you always an entrepreneur since your first business, and and why Dubai? Yes, so so um so I was um I'm a trained chartered surveyor. Um, so when I when I left uni, I I, I um, did my training in London to become a sort of UK property professional, um, but I, 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 as soon as I left uni, I was itching to come to Dubai because uh, my, my, I had some family over here, including my uncle, who's now my business partner. Um, and um, so I, I came across in 2008, um, and, and I worked for a, a, a large local uh, developer called Majid Al Fatame, uh, who operates a lot of the big malls in, in, in Dubai and across the region. Um, now, the market was pretty difficult then, um, as you may recall. Uh, so. I decided to use the time to study, so I, I did an MBA at the same time. Um, and my plan was actually to go back to London and um, and become an investment banker. Uh, and I decided with with my uncle, we before I sort of jumped back, we decided to use the, the final project of my MBA um, to actually develop a sort of feasibility study on opening um, a, a consultancy to focus on commercial real estate and valuations. Um, and as part of that, I actually developed a uh, uh, a model um, based on academic theory where you can kind of put any business idea through it and it will kind of give you a, a feasibility score. Um, so so I, I use that and and put the idea through it and it kind of stacked up and I've, I've been using that model ever since. Uh, every business I've set up, I run it through my my model. Um, so, so it's great. That's fascinating. So it's something that you could, you know, bottle and sell for startups and entrepreneurs. Can, is it, is it a, Secret uh, sauce that you have, or do you want to share a bit more detail on it? Well, well, well essentially, I mean, anyone who's who's done an MBA, particularly the, the strategy modules, uh, will know some of the academics that I've that I've drawn on, the likes of Michael Porter, who's 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 you know obviously a very famous um, business strategist, um, and it, it just takes a few of his key models, um, both on the on, on the macro side and the micro side, to really analyze the environment. Um, you know, whether it is big economic trends or um, key competitors, how to look at competitors, um, how to look at what value your, your business is bringing um, or your concept would, would be bringing. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so, and then I've just sort of, I've been a bit analytical with it in terms of de- developing like a, like a score for each section. Um, and it kind of just, just, just spits out a, a number out of 10 at the end. Um, if it's above an eight, then I'm starting that business. Wow. Very good. Okay. So obviously Kennedy Tower has got above an eight. 
Is that a score? Did you factor in Dubai into that? Uh, you mentioned kind of regulation and, you know, I guess maturity of the real estate market would have come into it as well. But how does Dubai stack up uh, compared to, say, uh, London in terms of short term rentals and uh, supply and demand? Well, well it's, it's actually, even though it's a much younger um, country generally and, 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 and a, a much sort of um, newer legal framework. On the short-term rental side, it's actually much more advanced um, in terms of the regulations. So uh, each unit has to be licensed here, um, and and with that license, it has to have a clear sort of um, you know clear furniture standards, uh, furnishing standards. Um, the, the passport copies of every guest need to be submitted when they check in. Um, so the, the the regulatory framework is, is actually exceptional here. Um, you know, I, when I, I opened the business in Marbella uh, last summer, um, it has something similar, but it's, 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 it's not really well policed. And, and having arrived in London to open the office now, um, at the moment, there's, there's no really sort of clear, um, uh, you know, the furnishing standards, any of that kind of stuff to do our activity. Um, so it's actually quite beneficial as we're expanding abroad because um, we've been trained on, on Dubai's hot, very high service standards. Um, and we're kind of bringing those to to, to other markets in the short-term rental space. Um, so it's great. Fascinating. So you mentioned that this has expanded to different markets. Um, do you see Dubai as your HQ? Is that where you're, you know, running the the main operations from? And uh, you know, do you see growth in Dubai in the coming years? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Dubai will always be our our, our um, head office. Uh, we've, we've got a we've got a large office in Media City. We've got um, we've got forty staff who are doing all the operations, housekeeping, uh, guest relations, bookings. Um, so Dubai will always be a base, and 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 because of the, of the location, it's very central. Uh, because we're, we're, as well as Europe, we're, we're looking towards Asia as well um, next year in, in, in order to open. Um, and it is a, just a great environment for doing business generally. Um, you know, obviously it's, it's, it's a very, very low tax environment. Um, the, the, the mindset of the government is very entrepreneurial. Um, and, you know, it, 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 we will always use Dubai as, you know, as, as our place of business. And, and it's actually really nice that, that we've, you know, a lot of the competitors from London and um, the US and other parts of Europe are starting to come into Dubai now. Um, so, we, we quite like to sort of, you know, try and buck the trend by um, expanding out from Dubai and, and being a Dubai-born company um, who can, you know, tackle all the big boys in, 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 back on their home turf. Amazing. You mentioned some competitors and, and I think there are a few startups that have a similar product who've raised a lot of VC money. People would be obviously familiar with, with Airbnb that you mentioned. Uh, is that the natural thought? in terms of innovation and real estate, that it needs to be VC-backed? And, you know, uh, what, what are your views on that? How, how are you, did you is, your, is Kennedy Towers uh, valued and is, you know, is it a tech company? Do you think it's kind of a mix of technology, digital and bricks and mortar like, and customer service? And what are your views on that? Like, can you compete with the likes of Airbnb? Sure. Um, well, 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 I think in terms of what we are, we, we, we are definitely in the prop tech space, um, which is obviously a, bl- a blend of property and technology. So, um, and we are trying to use that that um, that angle in order to really innovate in in every area. Um, 
we, we do not have VC funding and we've never looked for VC funding. Um, we feel that we can do this business without it. Um, we're, we're kind of seeking more sustainable growth um, rather than, you know, sort of meteoric sign as many units as you possibly can and, you know, in the hope of a, a, a huge exit. We, we, we prefer more of a, um, a sustainable growth model where uh, the business is sort of highly profitable all the way throughout. Um, because, you know, we, 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 we haven't really sort of got clear on our exit strategy. We love what we do. We want to keep growing. We want to keep adding value to people. Um, so we're not going to rush towards a, um, a big exit. So, you know, we, we don't necessarily need um, venture capital to, to, to help us get there. Okay, interesting. There are a few other property-related startups in Dubai for buying and selling. And some of them will see trends such as co-living and things like that as emerging trends for this market. Is that something that you offer for tourism? Is, is that something that people look for? Uh, and what do you see the trends and in, in what, what sort of properties people are looking for uh, short-term rentals, basically? Sure. Well, well, well I mean, um, in, in terms of the actual regulation, uh, sort of sharing a home at the moment um, it, it isn't, isn't permitted. Um, but you know, obviously the, the, there are sort of some developments which are sort of creating more of a co-living space and more of a communal environment that, that are being developed um, uh, at the moment. But in terms of where, where the most demand for, for, for our type of product comes from, um, there, there, there are two types of clients we have. There's a holiday maker and there's the corporate client. Um, so all of our studios, one bedroom apartments in downtown BIFC, JLT Marina, they, they, they rent on, on a monthly basis and, and our, our villas on the palm of which we manage um, about 20, um, they're perfect for the sort of, you know, the, the, the three to seven night uh, stays. Um, so we're, we're, we're quite dynamic in our leasing strategy whereby we, we obviously pick the best strategy for the type of property that we bring on. Um, you know, some, some of our capacitors focus just on the, on the Airbnb type rentals, the sort of nightly bookings and other, others focus on the sort of monthly renewals. Um, we, we, we like to blend both because we feel that obviously some properties perform better uh, for different types of leasing. Amazing. Dubai obviously has a unique proposition to tourists uh, and that's often related to experience, uh, luxury hotels, sort of uh, coastal activity and uh, hospitality and things like that. Do you benefit from that tourism activity? Do you think that uh, people coming to Dubai in terms of, uh, you know, wh wh what they would rent short term here is much more luxurious and it's much more glamorous than uh, equivalent cities elsewhere? And if so, how do you communicate that? What sort of marketing activity and how do you showcase the uh, properties that you manage? Sure. Well, well, I mean, what's, what's great about how the tourism industry is evolving in Dubai is that while it has a reputation as a luxury destination, um, it is also starting to focus more on the, on, on the mid-market segment um, in terms of, you know, your three and four-star hotels and your sort of apartment rentals as opposed to a, a five-star luxury. Um, the government have obviously seen a huge um, gap in, in, in visitors uh, in that segment. So now it's starting to provide that um, that that type of accommodation, you know, sort, sort of more 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 affordable tourist accommodation, um, which is really going to boost the 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 wider economy, and that's kind of where we sit. Um, I mean, if you take for example uh, a, a villa on the Palm Jumeirah, a, a four bedroom villa, 
Um, we're, we're renting those at the moment. Um, it, obviously, it's the summer, but we're renting those for about sort of between two and 3,000 dirhams per night. Um, and that villa can sleep sort of eight, eight to 10 people. To have the equivalent stay in a, in a, in a five-star hotel, um, you know, for, for, for that type of people, you're going to have to get three or four rooms. Um, and it's going to be a lot more expensive than that. Um, also, in our properties, you have cooking facilities, um, you have the private beaches, um, you know, so, so it's, it's actually it's a slightly different product, but it's, it's more affordable. Um, so obviously, Dubai will always have people who are looking for, for luxury and, and the five-star hotel experience. Um, but we feel that um, the short-term rental business is actually helping bring, to bring a different type of tourist into Dubai, um, one that's perhaps more budget conscious. Um, and we see that as a trend. Amazing. So uh, finally, what are the next steps? What are the key milestones that you've achieved, say, recently or to date? And uh, what's next for Kennedy Towers? Our growth is obviously linked to the number of units that we manage. Um, so we currently manage 250 in Dubai and, and 50 in Marbella. Um, so by the end of this year, we want to we have added an extra 100. Um, and we want to keep going at sort of 100, 150 a year. Um, over the coming years in, in different markets. Um, so that's our sort of, that's our broad strategy. Amazing. Well, best of luck with it. And it'd be good to catch up again down the line uh, to see how things have progressed. Great speaking to you, Simon. That'd be great. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks a lot.